0: spent time talking about laws, the laws of missing the mark and the laws of hitting the mark. And then last week, we talked about testing and trials, that even when you're doing something right, it's going to be tested. Even when you do, and when you do something wrong, your character is going to be tested. And so, if anybody did not, was not here, or you know somebody who wants this, I have this printed up for people on this session for tests and trials. And the one thing that really came to my heart is that um, I'm going to, after this session, because this session is about results, which is basically summing up this whole vision um, and how we can take this out to our families, our businesses, and things in the workplace. Um, And I I hadn't mentioned this to Gene, but I really feel like we're going to put all these discs together all tied up with every lesson for the the five. And so you can actually take them all home and re-listen to them, putting them together in a group. Um, today, we're going to talk about results. And the results, that's kind of the exciting part. That's where are we going, and what do we get when we get there? After we've been through getting through our thoughts, our words, knowing the laws that were in place, the tests and the trials. So we're calling this session Empowered to Prosper and Succeed. Okay, so that's the, that's the focus today, being empowered to prosper and succeed. And with that, at the end, because then we've talked about the full chart, I've given everybody a sheet, and on this sheet, we are asking that everybody write questions that they have that they don't feel that they have been answered. You do not put your name on the paper, but you just put down questions and hand this back to us today, because we're gonna open up the next session with answering all the questions. So any questions that you think that, I'm not really sure about that law, I'm not really sure about how that works, um, I'm not really sure what it means, when I sow and I reap, or to talk about the different things that happen in the tests and the trials, write those questions down. So then that we're gonna address those questions. You do not have to put your name on the paper. We want the questions. We wanna know what things you're understanding and what things you're not understanding. Because once we gain knowledge, we have to know we have to have the understanding of it. And sometimes we can receive something that's being taught to us, but that doesn't mean we're really truly understanding its truth. So through your questions will give us the ability to help formulate that. So um, with that being said, and knowing we're already hitting, we have a full time, I'm going to hand this over, and Gina is going to talk about the results. So we're going to focus this on the promises.
1: You go through the thoughts, seeds bring us up to the Okay,
0: prom- well, um, to just give you a review, the things that we've talked about is we, in the beginning of this, we talked about when we have thoughts that enter our mind. And we know those thoughts are either... Some of them give us fears, and then those fears hold us back. Some, and then sometimes we have these thoughts that are, are, are just amazing thoughts, and they definitely have to be full of faith, because sometimes you can't understand why you're receiving these thoughts and these ideas and visions. So, But as we start meditating on the thoughts that are in our brain, and I love this, because the purpose of training for reigning, I wrote this down, train to reign is to change our thinking Bringing us into a promise that is in us, the promise that is already in us, to be unveiled. So there's truths that have to be unveiled, and so things enter our minds. So after we we have these thoughts, what happens is the meditations of our heart, our words start to come out. We start speaking those thoughts. And so we're either going to—we find ourselves speaking thoughts of fear— are thinking speaking positive thoughts so we can put it in two categories is what's coming out of your mouth is like a seed being sown is it negative or is it positive okay so we hit that point where if we're speaking things that are negative we know we just missed the mark that doesn't mean a person's bad because you just you might not even know why you're saying it or why it's being said and so we put it in a law that has to be enforced and it says right here The authority of any law, even in the world with a police officer, the authority of a law, it has to be enforced. And in that enforcement, what is there? There, Something comes of that. So we have the choice that the things that we speak, we either put it into hitting the mark or we put it into missing the mark, all right? But the best thing we've learned is there's always gonna be a season in trial about no no matter what we say. And we talked about the word Repent, meaning to change. We got to transform the thinking into how He's wanting, the Lord is wanting us to do things, not what we want to do in the flesh. And sometimes when we get into law, sin, and death, we're being run by how we feel something should be by the worldly things around us, the circumstances. When He's asking us to have faith in the things that He's showing us. So these laws are really important because they have to be enforced and they have to establish an outcome. And what's the outcome? The fruit that you're going to bear. What things, when you get into the the season of trial, the fruit that you put, the seed you put out, the fruit's going to be tested of that. So you're going to know if you're delaying yourself or if you're you're moving on. But even when you've done something right, which a lot of people work hard, do the right things, have the right thoughts, but sometimes those seeds that we sowed has held us back, has held us back but we just we have to focus on that we know that we're going to go through seasons of trial where no matter which way we end up going if we learn in the trial and the test the truth of character we will get into a very blessed place the promised land a place that is a fertile secure stable life that that's what you're everybody's in business to have a secure stable and fertile life so we have to look at and, and observe our thoughts, be sensitive to the things that we say because we're putting them in one of these columns. And the beautiful thing about this vision is that even no matter what choice we make, we're still going to get to the right place. Okay? We just have to know how to handle it when we're in these trials and seasons. So, um, and that's where the tape last week, we talked about the ways we can handle it, why they happen to us, what, how they make us feel. So... Um, that's very good.
1: Great, great. Um,
0: I missed anything.
1: We're all called to be blessed. God created us to be blessed because He's blessed. And that's a holy calling. And it's a, it's a calling in us, really, from birth. It's in us, it's in our spirit. It's a yearning, a pulling towards that. But there's not a, there hasn't been enough knowledge taught to help get people adjusted in their thinking to get on that vein of the calling and the blessing and commitment to, to each other. So training for reigning is to help business people, and I'm only teaching what I've experienced. If I didn't have a testimony about this, I wouldn't be teaching it because it wouldn't have any life on it. So we're, we're going to go into the promised land. I'm going to brief again on some of these things that uh, Lee just spoke about. But there's five steps to a blessed life, and they're, they're the milestones of reigning. The milestones of reigning, and that's what she just went through. Thoughts, seeds, laws, trials, and results. And we I know we've done some fat, very foundational teaching on this, but we're going to start all over again in a deeper teaching that's going to be easier to understand, it's going to be broken down, we're going to get into uh, the dominance of the gift that you have that God gave you to work through to be blessed, and we've got to identify those gifts and know how they operate and make sure someone else isn't trying to form us into their gift. Like a lot of parents do, they'll try to form you into what they are. And everybody's different. Everybody's got a different gift. And we've got to stay in our column. We've got to march in our own column. So the milestones of reigning are these four five areas that uh, lead us to a positive result or a negative result. Positive results or negative results. So there's a land that all men were, were created to live in, and it's called the promised land. And, you know, most of us, or some of us may not know that we were in heaven before we got here. And uh, the Bible says that we were in heaven before we got here. And uh, the Lord decided to send us here to bring righteousness, peace, and joy into the earth, restore the Garden of, of Eden which starts in us before we can do it outside of us. So God calls us to this promised land. Adam lived in a, in a, in a land of, of promise. It was called the garden of life. Everything he needed was already around him. Relationship with God was with him. There wasn't anything he didn't need that he couldn't reach out his hand and touch it. And that's why when Jesus said, The kingdom of God is near. Okay, he says, repent, the kingdom of God is near. So that means change our thinking on what we're thinking on because what you need is within reach. All the time, it's within reach. So our thinking keeps us from laying hold of what we need to prosper. And to be successful in business. So that land, that promised land that we're called to, is a land of provision and relationship. Unfortunately, Adam lost that in the garden. And now Jesus came to restore it. So that's one of the seeds we're going to talk about when we look at those thoughts that come to our mind. The thoughts are invisible communication of two gods. Okay, there's only two gods. We've got to agree with that. There's only two there's a lot of little gods under those gods. But there's only one God, and that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that blesses you and gives you life. And the other God is the God of uh, is Satan, who the Bible says he's the God of the world. He's the spirit of disobedience. Um, he's the spirit of the air. Uh, he has the curse as part of his kingdom. So these are thoughts that are coming to us daily. And they're, com- they're invisible. It's, it's the invisible communication of these two kingdoms. How they get it started. How they want to bring it forth. It starts with the thought. Because the thoughts are attracted to the seed. Okay, if we have the seed of Christ in us, those thoughts are going to constantly come to us from God to maintain a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of right standing with God, which means I have access to God through that seed. And then the God of the curse sends his thoughts to his seed. And we have that seed in us when we're born. That seed's in us right, right when we come out of the womb. So that seed's there all the time. But when Christ comes in, he deposits the other seed. Now we have two seeds going on. And one thing Christ said in the Gospels was you have to let the wheat and the tares grow together. So as we grow up, we've got the bad part of us growing up. We've got the good part of us growing up. And at some point, we're accountable to what we yield to. So that's the trial when it comes. Uh, In our lives, it's to expose what seed that we are attracted to. You see, faith confirms the right seeds sown. Fear confirms the wrong seeds that are sown. These seeds, these seeds land in that law. I'm going to go through it again. They land in this law. This is very important. If we don't get this one right first, when we bring these thoughts captive, that means hold on to them, observe them, don't think on them. Examine it. Where is this thought going to take me? Where is this thought going to take me? What's the outcome of it going to be? Is, am I going to hit that fertile, secure, stable life with this thought? Or am I going to stay in missing the mark of the fertile, secure, stable life if I receive this thought? It was very important to bring the thought captive, and and you got to know. We said in the earlier uh, in the earlier teachings on what thoughts to think on. We had a list of what thoughts to think on. We had a list of thoughts not to think on. So that's very important to get that. The law of life, or the law of accursed life. These laws are laws of sowing and reaping. Uh, the print, one of the principles of God is what we sow, we reap. Period. What we sow, we reap. We're sowers by word. We're sowers by material things leaving our hands. And whether it's by words or material things, it's going to land in that law of life and peace. And that law is there to enforce that kingdom result, to bring it to pass, life and peace where life is not in our lives, where peace is not in our life. So when I say the curse, the curse is an area of our business or area of our life that has no life on it. So when I say curse, that means it's exempt from life. That means prospering. It's exempt from prospering into a fruitful, blessed life. So that's a principle that we have to get down. There's two principles I mentioned already. Bringing the thought captive, that's one principle. The second principle is the law of sowing and reaping. You get those two principles down and get them down and, 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 and step out on them in the understanding of what they do and what they're there for and what they produce. Then you've got it, you've got it made until you get to the trial and that's when the fruit is tested. So these laws what these laws take what you sowed in words and brings it brings it to pass. The reaping, the harvesting of what is planted. So if you can picture this, we've planted in two gardens here. Okay, look at these as two fields. And they're producing. These laws are producing. And as the seed begins to open up in between sowing and reaping, there's going to be some changes happening around you, because every time a seed opens, uh, circumstances start moving around you, whether it's positive or negative. And then it goes right into the trial, and the trial is designed by God to bring to light the fruit of character. The fruit of character. That's what all this is about, is what character are we producing? We need to produce a character of integrity, of righteousness, and that's not self-righteousness. What righteousness means when I say righteousness, that means we have divine access to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's, that's, that's what we're focused on is that kingdom because that's the one that I experienced that brought me positive good results, blessed results, good results, and felt loved at the same time. So as the seed becomes fruit, the trial shows up to expose that fruit. And you'll know when it's happening because fear will hit your mind. Reasoning will hit your mind. Worry, anxiety will be hitting your mind. That That's how you know you are just in a trial right now, and that trial is designed to obey what the principles tell us to do. We mentioned two principles already. So the principle here in the trial is to obey the good seed that you sowed in faith Go back to that seed. And how do I obey it? Well, first, I have to choose to obey it. Second, I have to confess that seed, that word. And as you confess it and declare it, your mind is getting renewed in its thinking. And you can go on past that trial and hit that promised land. You might be a little delayed but you'll still hit it in that trial you have to turn another way think differently and a lot of people you know including myself when we hit the trial and we do everything right because we don't always sow in both of these you could go through a whole season and not sow in both of these but you can go in a whole season and sow in one of these say the, the good seed and it's going to hit the trial and what happens is somebody accuses you of something. Persecution comes. Opposition comes. And because the enemy wants to think that you've done something wrong, but if you just examine yourself and know that you've been sowing the right seeds and your heart is upright with God and your integrity, that's how you know that promotion is in motion. as God's God wants to promote us to that promised land. I'm going to get to what that really is in a second. But this is very important. I mean, we're still trying to get this right here in our, in our business, in the ministry, because the, the enemy is so crafty in putting the wrong seed in our mind through a thought. Because some of those seeds sound like God. And as you develop and learn about God, you'll, you'll know whose voice is speaking in that thought. And that's something that's learned. You have to learn the voice of God. And, and uh, then you can overcome receiving the wrong thoughts that you thought were right. So the fruit of character is tested in the trial. And once that's tested and we pass the test, grace carries us right into a, another measure of a fertile, secure, stable life. I want to mention two things in a trial. Faith releases releases control. That's what faith does. It releases our control. Fear takes control. So when you're in a trial and you feel like you've got to take control over a situation, instead of releasing the control and believing that it's going to be a positive outcome. That's how that works right there. The trial exposes the character. There's a character of peace and the character of fear is exposed. So that's the two characters that we're looking for uh, to examine that we can get one of them out of our life and keep the other one in our life. Now we're going to go into agreements now. Once you have a thought that you have you have landed on, you have you have uh, know what that thought is, and you spoke something positive into that law, then you have to stay into agreement, and stay in uh, committed to where that where it's going to take you. And that's what I want to kind of zero in on today, is the agreement. Has to be made before the connection can be made. So we made the agreement with the thought, and the connection with the promised land has to be in place. The thought must be agreed with the law, the law with the promise. and the trial, the bad fruit, tries to cancel out the commitment of agreement between your thought and the landing. This trial is a blessed place to be because it determines the outcome of your life in business and family, whatever. It determines the outcome, and that's usually where agreements are canceled out. Commitments are canceled out between the thought that we received that was good and the commitment to getting to that fertile Stable, secure life. That's what faith is. When you speak words of faith, you have to walk it, you have to believe it, and you have to speak it. That's where I'm headed. That's fertile, secure, stable life. And you have to act like it. So keep that in mind. That's how faith stays alive. Now let's look at some commitment destroyers when we're in that season of trial. Look on the screen here. When you hit the trial, fear could hit you, worry, anxiety could hit you. That's, a, that's a, uh, a commitment destroyer. Number two, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more than these is from the destroyer. So the destroyer we know is Satan, because there's only two gods, uh, and he sends his seeds in, and then he sends his power in on the trial, to get you to do these things so that the agreement and the commitment can be canceled out and you not hit that promised place that you're supposed to live in. Number three was complaining and disputing invites the destroyer. All through the Bible, that was one of the principles that the Lord uh, told all the the saints and um, the Israelites when they came out of Egypt they said now do not complain do not dispute don't worry don't fear because it invites the destroyer into your life and that spirit comes to kill steal and destroy everything that you've already obtained to get to that fertile secure stable life because this is where the, the you know the promised place that you're supposed to live in is the manifestation of the kingdom of God. So if we get there, we destroyed the other kingdom, and God has mocked him instead of him mocking God. Because God won't be mocked. We'll keep going through the trials and keep going through the testing until we hit that place. So number three, is, that, is there four of them or three of them? Is that it, Kerry? Are you Okay. So how can two walk in oneness unless they have met and and they go in the same direction? Everything's uh, internal that we have agreement with. Our spirit has to have have agreement with our head. How many of you know that your heart's telling you something, your head's telling you something else? Y'all been there, haven't you? Well, when that's happening, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. We're sort of wandering in the wilderness going in circles, and the whole time we're thinking something's getting done because I'm laboring in my mind, trying to think and trying to figure things out. It it doesn't work that way. Faith doesn't work that way. You can't figure out faith. faith. Faith hooks up to your confidence. Faith will never hook up to your fears. So we have to walk in oneness and go in the same direction internally before we can do it externally. So the trial also reveals the truth of commitment, commitment to the God that we are serving and to the people that we serve. You know, all of us in business, we serve people. That's what we do. And we got to keep that in mind that we are called to serve the people in business. Um... We can't take a position that I'm God in my business and rule over people. That's not the way it works. We're called to serve the people. That's how uh, great leaders uh, come to pass is through servanthood. Serving the people. Bringing forth your good fruit into their lives and your business. So the trial reveals... The truth of commitment to what God we are serving. And we have to understand that there's only one God that can bless us. And as I said earlier, that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So in the trial, let's stay committed to the God of blessing. Give generously. That's one thing we can do. Pray for the impossible take risk and trust the god that blesses you this is what i do to stay committed to the god of blessing i give generously i pray for the impossible because the word one of the principles is with god all things are possible i take risk and it's easy to take risk when you know what god you're serving I'm serving the God of blessing, it's easy for me to take risk because I know that he's got my back and he's got my front and he's got my sides and I can trust him in that. So in the trial, make sure that we do these things. When the trial hits you, make sure that we do these four things because these are the things I've done and they worked. So these are principles again that we're introducing today. Give generously, pray for the impossible, take risk, and trust God. Trust God means to lean on him, rely on him, and not ourselves. That means our spirit is trusting him. And I'm going to get into that a little bit uh, about the difference between the spirit and soul, but your spirit trusts God, your soul has to obey God. Your spirit trusts God, your soul obeys God. That's how it works. So, my spirit is going to trust Him so I can be obedient in the trial to what His principle tells me to do. The God of poverty, which is Satan, who takes a lot of businesses down um, through, and I I just listed, this is not on the screen, I listed about seven ways that um, the God of poverty will bring a business down. And number one is to be lazy and half-hearted. Lazy and half-hearted. Number two is wasteful. I see a lot of waste even on our sites, um, uh, which, is, which, which, re- which reduces our profit margin. Wasteful, whether it's wasteful in time, Wasteful in in producing results. Number three, pride. Pride's a killer. Pride comes before the fall. So if we're all puffed up and lifted up and think that we're God, what's going to happen is the fall is near. It's it's near. We can't see it because we're blinded by it. But then it hits us unexpectedly. Number four. Hi- hiding sin will keep us from prospering. Hiding sin, and all of us, all of us have been there, even us, that we uh, uh, put on a different face sometimes to hide something, so that we can gain the favor of someone. So that's hiding sin. You can't prosper when you do that. You've got to be transparent. Number five, love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Notice I said the love of money is the root of all evil. So money, when you love money, then you're serving the mammon spirit that's connected to the wrong God, which is Satan. So a motivation cannot be just to make money. Our money, motivation in business is to, is to serve the people. Serve your clients. Number six. Selfishness and stinginess will eventually bring a business down. If we don't turn from that. Bless the people. Bless your people. Bless the people around you. That's how you do it. And you know the promptings because, listen, when you see a need, nobody else sees the need but you. That's the good God saying, hey, if you just meet that need, I'll prosper you in another measure. So you could see the need and feel the need of someone, and nobody else around that person is feeling it but you. I call that the five-second miracle moment. If you obey and step in to obedience and do something for that person right then, the God of blessing will far, exceedingly abundantly bless you more than you bless that one person. He's blown my mind before. I'm sure he's blown your mind before that he can do more than we can do. And the seventh one is fear. Fear will bring a business down. So stay, Let's stay away from those seven things because that leads us to poverty and it'll bring a business down. Now let's look at the God of blessing and stay connected. The ten ways he leads, leads us to this blessed, promised land that we should be living in. Here's the ten ways that, that ten, ten ways to stay connected for a blessed landing. Don't love money. Love God. That's one way if you just stay connected in that principle. That's another principle. I'm going to love God, and if I don't know God, I know today he's the God of blessing, so I'm going to love the God of blessing, and I'm going to get to know him. Number two. Work with excellence. Work with excellence. You can't be blessed and live that promised land unless you are, you've you got the character of excellence on you and you're producing excellence for the people that you're serving and the people who work for you. Work with excellence. I used to tell myself, I'm going to do this today as if Jesus... Christ is going to inspect my work today. I didn't care who else was looking at it. I wanted to make sure that he was happy with what I'm doing. And number, th- number three, no money's purpose. No money's purpose. For, for business owners, one of the principles are God gives the power to get wealth. The business people for this reason so he can establish his covenant of blessing so that's why you see a lot of people make a lot of money and they're old and they're miserable because they held on to the money and the If you hold on to it, you won't be able to sleep at night. It'll rob your sleep. One of the principles in the Word says if you hold on to money, it will lead you into poverty. Okay? Now we're talking about excess money. Be generous. Number five, be generous. Be generous. That keeps you connected for a blessed landing. Number six, give in the right soil. When you give, what I mentioned a little while ago, when you feel that need of someone around you on a job site or in your office, when you feel the need, when, you, when somebody says something and it hits you, that is good soil. That's what the Bible says is good soil. When you hear the need and see the need, that's good soil to plant your seed in. Truth is good soil when truth is coming forth. That's good soil to plant your seed in. Number seven, understand the season that you're in. That's that's the most critical thing that we have to do as business people is understand what season am I in right now? Because there's four seasons. And we'll get into those when we start really breaking this down. We could teach on this power choice for five years. There's so much here. But we're trying to get the foundation down right now. Understand the season that you're in. Prosper, number eight, prosper where you are planted. Listen, I I tell the people around me, take ownership of what you're doing. Even if it's not your business, take ownership like it is your business. Because until you do that, the God of blessing will never promote you into what he called you to do. You could be working for another man, but you're really supposed to be owning your own business. That will never be released until you prosper where you're planted. So you've got to act like that business that you're working for now is yours. Because the God of blessing looks on you on how you're treating that business. Working time in that business. I, I see a lot of business owners complain about people robbing time on the computer, robbing time, wasting time. Well, you know, those people will never get blessed to the next level until they're diligent and, and uh, being upright in their integrity and doing what they're supposed to do than doing what they're not supposed to do when the boss is paying you to do something. Okay, so ask big Number nine, ask big. God says to ask big, because the more he can give you, the more you can be a blessing to someone else. And part of the development of character is that he can trust you with what he's delivering in your hands, that you won't receive the glory for it, that you'll stay humble, but you'll also let it leave your hands. We will never succeed if we keep holding on to things that are beyond necessities. All of us have necessities. We hold on to our necessities, our home, our stuff like that. But when God starts pouring out, you know this last wave of prosperity that came in 05, 04, and up through 07, 08, a lot of people went down because they spent it on themselves. The excess is not for that. The excess is to give it away. That's how it multiplies. If, if the God of blessing can trust you to give it away when you see the need, then he can trust you to bring more into your life and a measure that you'll keep he wants you to have abundance. He's an abundant God. That's why he said, ask big. Come on up with the screen a little bit. Learn. There was one more. Learn from the wise. Number 10. Learn from the wise. Wisdom comes through experience. Wisdom comes through experience. Wisdom does not come through knowledge. Wisdom comes through experience of trials. That's where wisdom's gained. And wisdom is the divine perspective on the other side of my darkness. I'm in the darkest hour. But wisdom will give you a solution in that hour. The God of blessings said, if you lack wisdom, ask, and I'll give it to you liberally and without reproach. But he said, he said that one principle, that one verse. Just prior, he said, count it all joy when you fall into all kinds of trouble. He didn't say it was going to be joy. He said to count it up as joy because joy is on the other side of the trouble when you hit the promised land. He said, count it all joy. When you fall into all kinds of trouble, knowing that the testing of your faith, fruit faith, the testing of your faith is producing patience. And patience will bring you into a place of lacking nothing. That's what patience does. Because when we're patient, we're allowing the God of blessing to work for us. That's what he wants to do. And patience. So fear will keep you from being patient. That's how you know that the God of blessing is working because the spirit of fear hits your mind. He wants to cancel it out. So learn from the wise. People that have been through the trial and have testimony. Listen, Look for people who have testimony. And then look for the fruit around them. What kind of life they're living? Uh, what are they? What, what what do they have that God has entrusted them with that they don't own, but they steward over? Because God owns everything, and we steward over it. So your promised land. When you hit this promised land after the trial, and this is all, you know, you go through this two or three times a year, and each time you go grow, go through it, you actually become larger in that land. You have more place to to walk, like on this, this vision right here. You see how confined it is here on this side of the trial, but on the other side of the trial, it gets larger and it gets larger and it gets larger, that we are walking in a blessed life. So your land, your promised land, God promised to give us all things all blessings to live in, not just to pass through. A lot of people just pass through them. He wants us to live in them. A fertile, secure, stable life. Fertility means poverty-free, abundance, richness, in all things. Security means fear-free. Stability means firmness in position. Firmness in position. So I'm firm in my position of being blessed and living a blessed life, and that's glorifying the God of heaven. In fact, there's a a scripture that says God takes pleasure in your prosperity. God takes pleasure in your prosperity because he's called us to that. So the promised land possesses, let's put that up on the screen, the promised land possesses six things it possesses all good things prosperity wealth welfare peace and a complete state of happiness so that's that's we should have that in business we should have that in our family life that's what we're called to and and some of us get there slowly some of us get there faster than others but you can get there in an accelerated pace pace if we just understand the principles and the seasons that we are in. Thoughts are a season. Speaking is a season. Trial is a season. Living in peace and a place of rest is another season. These things we must do to cooperate with what we are called to do, these are the things we must do to cooperate with what we are called to do. As I said earlier, we have a spirit and we have a soul. Y'all got to keep that in mind because you'll, be, you'll never be successful in life till you know that your spirit is separate from your soul. The spirit retains the call and the power. That's what the spirit does. It, it, it retains the power. It retains the calling of God in us. All of us have that calling in us. Whether we know God or not, we're, there's a constant yearning, a uh, bent towards him. The soul retains the power to choose. As you can see over these two posters right here. The soul retains the power to choose. So these three functions that you have in your spirit is where the power is at. These four functions that we have in our soul produces that power. And we actually end up living that blessed life there on that last man. Flowing in the rivers of living water that comes from the God of blessing. So in all you're getting, it says, get understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. And let's look at how to examine your spirit. There's a checklist on how to examine your spirit, because that's the first place you got to hit is, let me check out my spirit first. Number one, am, am I bringing glory to God or myself in this decision I'm about to make? is it going to bring glory to God or myself? Number two, am I rushing ahead in fear or am I willing to be patient and let God go ahead of me? Number three, can I defend what I'm doing from the sound principles? So when you hit that trial, That's when you start defending yourself through the principle that you believe and that you applied before you hit the trial. Number four, as I contemplate to make a move, do I have peace? Peace is the easiest way to regulate yourself. Am I making the right decision? You have peace on that decision. Perfect peace on that decision. In other words, when you contemplate it, do you have a little unrest? Then it's time to back off and be patient so that patience can complete its perfecting work in us. All right, let's look at the soul. Examine your mind. There's four ways to examine your mind. So once you examine your spirit, do that checklist. Here's four ways to examine your mind. One, a calm mind. Peace rules in the storm. So you can go through a trial and be in perfect peace. Perfect peace. That's, that's a principle of advancement right there. Number two, a balanced mind. That means sound decision. That means wisdom. Use the wisdom that you received in the last trial. Use that wisdom. Because in the present trial, you're asking for wisdom and he brings it, but you haven't exercised it yet. Use the wisdom you received in the last trial and make a sound decision. Number three, a disciplined mind, resisting temptation, resisting temptation. Even though you've hit the promised land, you're living... A blessed life, there's temptation going to be all around you to try to get you out of that place. Because we all have temptation in us until we become p- complete, as you see on that vision right there. Number four, self control. That means we're in control of selfishness. We're not doing it for ourselves, we're doing it for someone else, for the edification of that person. So these are foundational teachings. When when we start getting into the really breaking it down, the meat of it, uh, what we've taught already has already gotten in your spirit. And when we start breaking it down, it's going to open up your understanding. Because words are seeds. And when we speak these seeds, they are seeds of life. So they're going in your spirit. So it's there. You may not understand the whole thing. That's why I asked Lee this morning, I said, would you do this for me and type this up and, and um, put your questions down And before you leave today, and the next session we'll have, that's the first thing we're going to do, is answer all those questions. We'll answer every one of them. Because the God of blessing has all the answers And when we seek him, he doesn't hold the answers back. He'll give us the answers that we need for this purpose.
0: The beautiful part about this is there your spirit really gets it. It's your soul, the thinking. When I said in the beginning that training to reigning is to transform your mind, it's to change what's not of God and move in what is of God. And so I love that every time we hit a season of trial, there's always an exchange of thinking where you're unloading what wasn't the way he wanted you to think it or do it or feel. And I love this. When we examine our mind, this is good, this this was the last frame. Ask yourself, how many times did you have a situation coming towards you that there was chaos in it? And did peace rule the chaos? Because your heart felt one way, your mind thought another way. And what were you being tossed to and fro and trying to figure it out? And so I love this because I remember the first time I saw this teaching, he taught it in the ministry. I was like, I did not have a calm mind. (laughs) I was being tossed in the storm. Was my mind balanced? Was I making sound decisions? I was hitting and missing. That's why those laws, I love it. Missing the mark, hitting the mark. The way our soul makes a decision, we're either hitting it or we're missing it. And we know we're missing it if we're not having a calm mind. You know, we made a decision. When it says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no, anything of that is of the evil one, the destroyer, trying to make you miss the mark to miss getting to the secure, fertile, and stable place. Can I turn to that definition? As Gene was reading this, I didn't know he was going to define those words. But I thought it was excellent how... Fertility means prosper, free, abundant. uh, What did you read? Poverty free. Poverty free. Okay. So right. That's the goal. Anything we do, we're not to be attached to poverty, which is negative. It's not a good feeling. It doesn't make you feel good. It's negative. Security is fear free. That means you're standing in the calm mind. Peace rules the storm. That is security. We think security in the world means if we have all this money we're going to be safe and secure but if we don't have safety and security in the the mind the promised land is the transforming of our mind is exchanging out the different thinking because as we start thinking correctly things around us will start producing different manifestations around you will change because you're st- you're standing in that stability firmness in position you're When we know we're in the right thing and we're doing what we're supposed to be, there is a firmness that you feel that gives you what? The security in your mind that gives you, that's going to give you abundance. So it all connects. If you work, if you know where your position is, then boom, security starts to manifest. Fertility starts to manifest. All those good things start to happen around you. So I love that. So the word. What words we speak are the sows we put out there or the seeds that we put out there. I gave you all a list and a list of words from the Bible, and this is part of what it's a page from the book we have called References of Life, and it's called "Blessed." So when we leave here today, we should, of course, be captivating our thoughts in what we're saying. But if we take time and read these words out, It says the word does not come back to you void. You may not feel it's doing anything, but as you start speaking, these are the words we need to be speaking out so that they come back. And the more times we meditate on them and speak them, the Lord will bring the understanding of them. You have to spend time with it. And so it will bring a calm mind, a balanced mind. It will discipline you in the time of temptation when you want to do the wrong, take to the wrong step or react. Actually... A lot of temptation is really how we react in things. How many people get something happens and you get angry and you immediately go right into the complaining, right? Because that's a reaction. And so that's not a disciplined mind. A disciplined mind will take it, not complain, which we're all guilty of this. We are all guilty of wanting to, we think venting is getting something out and sometimes it's just complaining. We have to really go back and check why are we doing something. So when we read these, Take the time. These are in a nice order because if we read these out in our private time, we keep them in front of us. Even Rachel made a little book she keeps in her car. She got it from her daughter, Brooke, of words just to read out. And she reads them out loud while she's driving. So I love this. Empowered to prosper and succeed. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to read the first one because this first one is so powerful. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man... Who walks not, I love this, he already tells us how to handle the temptation, how to handle trials, not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But, okay, now he says, this is what you should do. What should we do? His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, he meditates day and night, he shall and then it tells us what will we be when we do that when we start meditating on this word speaking this word now he tells us our outcome he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its what season and that's something that really hit me we are going to talk more about what and break down seasons in here we got to know what season we're in i didn't understand that no nope. we, we sometimes react and do certain things that are not of God in the wrong season. We have to know what season. There are four seasons that we're in. Planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in, the, in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. We need to be speaking this every day. Speak this out. Meditate on it every day. And the Lord will start bringing the thoughts of these understandings. The Lord will start giving you, your spirit will be convicted when you're sitting in the council of the ungodly, when you are sitting in the seat of the scornful. You'll get conviction, and what do you will do? Captivate that moment. You don't have to walk into that, because that's not where he's leading you. So these are, this, is, this is really good stuff. This is wisdom, wisdom, empowered to prosper and to succeed. So look at these verses. Take them home. The word does not come back to you void. I had a situation happen to me, and let me tell you, when it happened, a flood of word since the past year studying this all start came in, coming to my mind. I just didn't think about them. The moment they came to my mind, because my spirit brought it right to, my, right to my, my soul, to my mind, I started speaking them out. Boom, 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 boom. I just kept speaking them. And the word did not come back to me void. It did what I, what I put out there to do, and it protected me, and it moved me into a blessed place. We can all think of a moment that we intuitionally had something that we knew we were doing the right thing, but everything was attacking us, and we started speaking things that we knew we were, this was gonna be successful, and success came to you. So we, if we start using it in, under his, under his covering, just think of the power. The blessings that you can receive. So I love this. So the word is wisdom. This word is wisdom. And so when we're putting words out, when they say no weapon formed against you shall prosper, that is the heritage of those people who are speaking God's word and are staying under his ways. That means things will be formed against you in the seasons of trial, and it won't feel good. But if you stand and you are disciplined resisting temptation, then self-control sets right in. Self-control is when the Spirit brings the words that you've already meditated on so you can speak them so they can perform for you. Isn't that awesome? you get what I'm saying? As all this builds, that's why we have to spend time, day and night, in the Word. So our weapons, of our Word warfare already comes out. And we're to walk in that authority, and then that's putting us right into... Stable, and then it moves up to secure, fertile. And that's life. That's the true life we're supposed to be in. So I would love for everybody to take some time today before you leave to really write out some serious questions. No question is dumb. No question is, they're going to think that's crazy. And you don't have to put your name on it. We just want any question at this level because the past seven sessions we have focused just on foundational items. This has been foundational. There's a lot more depth on this, just like seasons and things. We want to know, what do you want to know? How do you want to understand this more? So write anything you, questions, or even procedural. What happens if I were to do this? How do I do this? Even, Even if it's advice or concern, write it on this paper, because then we're going to look it over and we're going to hit it. So you know the truth. We want you to know the truth. We want you to. We want you to really work and work in this flow, so you can be positioned in who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do.
1: Of the blueprint of life already in us, it's in here. It's not out there. And and the blueprint is the print that God put in our spirit on how to run our business how to run our family, how to run everything. It's in our spirit. And as we progress in this teaching, I'm going to give you uh, uh, five steps of, one, knowing the voice of God. I mean, hearing the voice of God, that's in the thought. Hearing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God, believing the voice of God, activating the voice of God, and executing the voice of God. That's your success there. That's why this is very foundational what we're doing right now. But when we get into knowing this God of blessing and knowing this God of the curse, it's going to be a lot easier to choose those thoughts and discern those thoughts. And then we'll get into the seasons that uh, uh, the voice takes us in, these seasons. And they'll line up with the four... Functions of the soul, each one of those has to go through a season. And uh, that's how you should look like right there. It's flowing out. Everything's flowing from you, not to you. So the more you keep things leaving your life and giving, the more you'll increase. And the increase, the beauty part of that, the increase is peace. Peace. If you have peace, you've got everything. And you can only get that from the God of blessing. Peace, peace, peace. Uh, So, By the time you get all this teaching, you'll have have perfect peace. And you'll know that you have a God that's ruling, or not ruling, reigning over you. He's leading you here and leading you there. Uh, We we live by faith. So all your provision is going to come out of faith, not out of what you do. I'm come out of faith. So,
0: take it as a challenge, because I used to put everything in the column of I'm good or I'm bad. I'm good. How many people have done that? Oh, I'm good. Nope, I'm bad. Well, it's a challenge because He wants to perfect His love in us. So that means we don't start off perfect. I loved when Jean said, "Good and bad grow up in us." Okay, because the blueprint is the good. The bad is just the things that we've learned, but it's not bad, it's what gets us to get our mind transformed. So it's like a challenge because God loves each and every one of us and he wants us all to hit our fullness in him. So if 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 you just kind of look at it as like, great, you already know I'm not perfect. You already know everything about me. So isn't this awesome? Okay, I'm willing, I'm ready to let out the good, the bad, the things I know that might be wrong instead of hiding them. Just let's just start working on them. Take it as a challenge. I love it. Take it as a challenge to transform the mind. Because sometimes there's things that we think we don't even know is not right. Because that takes time. It's a relationship to reveal the truth that's in all of us. It's a time. So we should, every day is a happy day. Every day, even if it feels like a bad day, every day is a happy day. Because we're gaining understanding. That's ha- happiness along the way until you get to the fullness of your happiness is knowing that you're gaining understanding. And even when you think you messed up the exchange, it's okay, because that was the purpose of it, to get you to identify it. And so that started making me feel better. So, I mean, I just know that that's how I felt through all these changes. So keep that in mind, it's all good. Everything is working towards a good. There is, it's not
1: bad. Right, so you're blessed and, uh, the, the God of blessing draws you here, so He knows that you already have what you need to come into this promised land and live with Him, abiding in Him, knowing Him, walking with Him. Um, I was going to give a testimony about giving. You know, I was saving up years ago, I was just saving up, saving up, saving up, saving up for a new car, and just about the time I was ready to buy that car. The Lord showed me, a I brought somebody right into my life that needed a car. So I had to buy that person the car before I bought myself the car. And it wasn't long after that that the Lord blessed the business so much that I could have bought 10 cars instead of one. Because he wanted me to keep giving cars away. And he's used me that, like that for 15 years, helping people. So that's where multipli- multiplication comes when you can, when you can help somebody else before you meet your own need. Amen. That's that's where it's at. I'm telling you, that's where it's at. So next session, yeah.
0: Next class is October 19th here at 11 o'clock. And remember, before you leave today, give Carrie your paper with all your questions. Leave your copy with Carrie. So that'd be excellent. October 19th.